Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. We're back. Technology. Really wanted to be like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you ready for season four? I'm ready. We are back with season four of Reckoning. It kind of feels like season three, part two, um, but we're going to call it season four. Moving forward, baby. I just wanted to take a moment to give you a brief little update if you do not follow me on social media. Um, and then also the gist of this episode comes along with, as you can see probably in the title, five things that I've done that have impacted my life. And you'll understand kind of what leads into that when you kind of get a idea of an update, what life has been like the last few months and why we decided to take a sudden abrupt stop um, and call it the end of season three and let it wrap up there. So with that, if you don't follow me on social media, especially, I guess it would mainly be on Instagram at Brittany.long, or if you don't follow, you know, Cody, Cody underscore long underscore one, I believe, then you may have been left in the dark and that's on you. I'm just kidding. If you are watching this, you're probably like, you look a little different. Same shirt, but you look a little different. That's because I started this and true to fashion, um, I was needed elsewhere. So <laughs> we're back. We're back recording. Um, and it feels really great. I, as I mentioned, wanted to give an update of where we have been. As you may know, the last one I recorded was of me talking about the essentials in my backpack and what I kept in there. And it was awesome that I had done that because Cody had called me not long after, like the next week he was like, big bull down, we need your help. So I was able to grab my backpack and I knew she was ready and off we went on our adventure. And then that was in September. So the last episode I released was the end of September and that rolls into October 1st. On October 1st, our boys were down at my parents' house. You can read all about this on my social media at Brittany.long. And there is a pin picture of Rivers with his trophy. But in short, my kids were down on my parents' little farm property and they were living their best life, doing all the things that they get to do. And an accident occurred where Rivers was severely burned and they called us to let us know. Cody and I were at home hanging out. Oddly enough, I had just finished up like a deep cleaning on my house on a Sunday. And Cody and I got the phone call from my dad that they were on their way to the ER with him. And Cody and I immediately grabbed our stuff and I grabbed her his blankie. I knew he might want his blanket. My dad let me know what had happened, where he was burned. They were headed to the ER and Cody and I drove the hour and 15 minutes down south, um, which was hell, as you can imagine as a parent. Um, and we got there Dude, there was like construction getting down there. It was it was a lot. But we got down there just in time to finally see him. We sat and talked to him, tried to console him over the phone, uh, answer any medical questions that we could as we were driving. And then we got there just in time to um, to talk to the doctor and learn that he was being admitted to the University of Utah Burn ICU here in Utah. And that was about a two and a half, three hour drive up there and they were going to transport him by ambulance. So we loaded up, went, sirens going, and Rivers was admitted up to the burn ICU with Cody following behind as well as Cooper and my parents. And I learned when being admitted to the burn ICU, it is the only burn ICU in the surrounding four states of Utah. So if you are there and there's 15 beds, if you are there it is serious. Rivers sustained burns on his thigh, groin area, 
his abdomen. Uh, he also had them on his wrist. And then he did have kind of some burns on his nose from inhaling the smoke and the heat. And yeah, he did end up having third degree burns both on his thigh area and his stomach and received skin grafts from himself, which was amazing. He was able to have a donor side of his own versus having to have cadaver skin or there's all kinds of stuff they can do. But he spent a few weeks up in the burn ICU and I just wanted to come on and give an update because I am so grateful for my dad's fast reaction to help him and tackle him to the ground. My sister, Katie, for seeing a bucket of water that they had there and dousing them in that for Cooper being the best damn big brother that he could ever have for my mom helping be there for him and just everyone in general. And I especially want to say thank you to you guys for your continued support and for connecting us to other burn survivor families. I didn't want to get emotional and it's tricky because when it comes to what we've been going through, it is, I don't want to do a disservice to Rivers, especially because it is his story and I want to respect his privacy and him telling his own story if ever he wants to, and also just his healing process, both mentally and physically. And Cooper, of course, and like the trauma that's been there. But there is also his story. We each individually have pieces of that story, and it is part of ours. And so it's tricky as far as like what to share and what not to share, and where I stand, and kind of being a caregiver and all that. But the biggest thing I wanted to do was just come on here and say thank you from the bottom of my heart and my family's heart. Thank you for your continued support, for sending the love and prayers. They were felt unlike anything else. And I am so grateful <laughs> for actually social media because you guys were able, like I said, to connect us with other burn survivor families that then gave myself as like a mom, another mom to connect with on a level that a lot of other people don't understand. And then also Rivers was able to make you guys connect us with the Hunt family, Megan and Jay Hunt. And then Rivers, you know, will have a friend and someone to console in with their amazing daughter, Rocky, who is a burn survivor. So with all that, I just wanted to give that little spill and say, thank you. That is where we have been. And that is kind of what has happened with the podcast. Uh, just meaning that, you know, life happens. And I decided to, I'm able to do all the awesome work things. Um, I was so grateful that I'm able to be there for Rivers through everything and that I could work from the hospital and make my own schedule. But something did kind of have to take the back burner and not necessarily that it had to, but I just felt like it was the right decision in that time to kind of call it an end to season three and start up season four come 2024 when we kind of have navigated our new normal and are figuring out where we are on things. And that is where I am. This kind of leads me to what the episode is about today that I mentioned, the five things that I've done that have impacted my life. And I've seen, I would say, over this last year, especially, my computer keeps falling. <laughs> After this last year, especially, I'm so grateful that I took the time to work on myself. I think all the years leading up to now, there's always a higher hand in everything because even when I look back at the guests that I had on last year and the lessons that I learned through those, I found myself pulling from different things that people had said um, or just knowing that like I am in a good space both mentally and physically to take on what life has given at me and um, I'm grateful that Britt, a few years ago, I had this moment sitting <clears throat> in the hospital like, wow, the Brit a couple years ago would not have been both mentally and physically ready to take on this life this last year. And that started with even prior to all this business changes that were taking place, um, shifts in 
life and then again going through something like this as a family. And these are five things that I've done and I want to share with you because I know everyone right now is going through and taking a look at their lives, trying to be the best version of themselves. And a lot of that is through, you know, eating right, taking care of yourself. And of course that made the list. Um, but a lot of this is like the mental work that's gone into place. And I will be the first person to tell you that I am not perfect. If you don't think that I cried last week, then you'd be mistaken. (laughs) And if I don't have to continue to work on these things, and that is honestly kind of why I decided to share them because not that long ago, I had to take a little bit of an audit of myself and be like, okay, these are the things that keep you together, keep you moving, make you into the best version of yourself. Let's take a little look at this and see what it is we're missing and what we need to maybe put back into place or what can shift. I hope these can help you guys out. It's always good, I think, to take little pieces of someone's routine that you're like, oh, that kind of makes sense or would I think I would really enjoy that and adding it into yours and making what works work for you because everyone is so different. So let's start off. The first thing I have on here is journaling. And I want to get with these very detail oriented, what I mean by everything and like how I go about them. So before I even started journaling, I went through and I audited myself. And you'll hear me mention audit a lot because I think it is important to sit back and audit your life in many different aspects. And this came from, I believe, Ed Milet, his book, Max Out, if I remember correctly. He talks about figuring out your pillars and what makes the best version of you and living by those and then also kind of figuring out what makes you feel blah. So go through and edit like, okay, these are the things that make me feel incredible. When, for instance, like when I'm moving my body, when I'm making progress, both in my business or within myself, when I'm keeping promises to myself, um, when I'm fueling my body, when I'm spending time with my family, when um, I'm getting ready each day, like the list could go on and on. And then a lot of times you want to go through, and these are, like I said, a lot of times opposite of what maybe your high vibe is, but what makes you feel like shit? Like truly, what makes you feel that way? Is it scrolling? Is it disassociating? Is it maybe being short-tempered? Is it not planning your day accordingly? Is it having a messy environment? Go through and really audit yourself and your life and figure out when you're functioning at your best, what is it that you're doing? And then when you're feeling shitty, what is it you're doing? And that way you can kind of map out your your actions and like your personality traits on what makes you the best version of yourself. So I go through and figure that out first thing, because this will kind of dictate the rest of the five things, if you will. And then I journal audit first thing, then journal. I personally like journaling. I know a lot of people maybe like doing meditation. That's always a great thing or a to-do list. So I do a little bit of melody of both. It kind of depends on my day, but I like being able to some things that's on my list for like my auditing and my pillar is I tend to function best if I can get up before the kids, usually. (laughs) Reverse is hard to beat sometimes. But if I can get up before the kids, have at least like one cup of coffee and maybe like 30 minutes to myself to kind of start my morning nice and slow so it just doesn't hop into chaos. And with that is when I do my journal. So in my journal, I do a short to do. So those are like the three things I need to accomplish today. And like if I get those three things done, then I am happy. And yes, there's always way more things to get done than three. But like these are my three top priorities and writing those down. Sometimes it helps to put down like your dinner too, because I find that if I know what I'm going to make first thing in the morning versus at four o'clock or when everyone's starving, then I feel like I'm vibing higher and I'm functioning better. And it's one less thing to worry about. And then underneath that, I put my good vibes or my prayers and I just write out good vibes. And then I can write, you know, maybe someone that I'm thinking about or, um, something that's on my mind. And I kind of just sit with that for a minute and send out, you know, my good vibes or my prayers or like what it is that I really am wanting to send that energy towards. And then underneath that, I write the mood. This really helps set the tone for the day. I find if I write my mood, like sometimes I might be like listening to moody music while I work out or something. But most of the time I'm finding that I'm switching my mood to not even so much like 
the mood of the day, but the tone in which I want to feel throughout the day. And that could be something like sitting down and recording an episode that I feel really confident in putting out with or having a calm and peaceful environment to hang out in or getting shit done, feeling progress. That can be the mood. And then underneath that, I write what I'm grateful for. And this is usually a pretty big paragraph of just where I like to sit and what I'm grateful for. Sometimes this can be like my cup of coffee, my blanket, my dog, my chickens, my family. And other times it's like moments that I got to experience the day prior to or the weekend of or um, just the most simple things too. I find when I'm putting pen to paper, uh, it really, for me, is powerful. So even just like writing, you know, like I'm grateful that our fridge is stocked and I'm able to be able to make good and healthy dinners and also have some fun treats in the pantry. Like just the simplest things to be grateful for go such a long ways. And then underneath this, I write my goals. And these can be my goals for the day, the week, the month, a year, five years prior to my big, crazy, scary. Am I ever going to achieve these goals? Yes, you are. Then I write those underneath there. And I like to get really specific with these. And again, this varies. It's pretty crazy. I think too, once you start journaling, and this is where it's really fun, is to go back and to look at things that you once had as goals that now you've achieved and you didn't even realize it or because it's been so slow of progress, looking back and being like, hmm, that's that's pretty cool. Like I, I did that. Um, and just even in the way that you write your goals too, like your goals may come to fruition in a different way than what you were expecting maybe when you wrote it down, but nonetheless, you hit your goals. And then underneath that, I find too, writing my goals for the day, like really lights a fire under my ass. Like, fuck yes. Yeah, I am. (laughs) So writing my goals every day really helps me like not feel blah and just want to like crawl back into bed, if you will. Your goals can be whatever your goals are. They can be personal, financial, in business, in in your physique, your fitness, whatever you want your goals to be. And underneath that, I write my high vibe, aka the best version you want to be. So this is like the person I want to embody for the day. And when I talked about going through and figuring out my pillars and what makes me the best version of myself, a lot of times these are what is written down there and maybe the vibe that I need to embody for the day to be able to accomplish the goals above and the to-do list as well. And so this kind of just like helps me set the tone for the day. High vibe things that I write down, for example, would be like to be calm and present because I have to work on that sometimes. (laughs) Um, To be moving within my business, to be thinking outside of the box, to not disassociate, to not sit and doom scroll. Um, just writing like the high vibes where it's, it's usually not like the negative. It's usually like be ambitious, make progress in your business, think outside the box, move your body, be calm, be present, be loving, reach out to someone. And that is kind of how I sit in journal. And again, you could even just sit in these thoughts and that would be super helpful. But again, I really do think there's something powerful with with pen to paper. And then also you can go back and look at things, which is again, really exciting. Now is the time to start planning for all those incredible outdoor adventures you're about to go on. Whether it's hitting up the ball fields for all the sports coming up, shed hunting, camping, or going to the lake, you know you're going to need to bring drinks and food. It's a necessity. Where are you going to put all that? In a cooler that you can easily lift because it's ultra lightweight? Are you going to be able to keep your drinks and food organized? Your snacks easily accessible without having to dig through the ice only to find it soggy? There's nothing worse. (laughs) How about knowing that your cooler can float upright every time? No? Because I am with my Rugged Road cooler. You know love this cooler and we keep getting more because we love them so much. We're converting all to Rugged Road. It's durable and it has top of the line ice retention. You know we go to some hot, hot places here in Utah during the spring and summer. If you're needing to upgrade your cooler, go to ruggedroadoutdoors.com forward slash long for 10% off your next ultra lightweight organized 
floatable cooler. Tell them we sent you that's ruggedroadoutdoors.com and use our code long L O N G for 10% off your next cooler. And it only makes sense that number two is to do the hard shit and work on your mindset because you can write this all out. You can have all the great intentions, but if you're not going to fucking put any work into what you're doing, you need to take that aligned action. So you're going to have bad days and you just have to learn to adjust. I look back on this especially because I think looking at what you're grateful for on those bad days too is really helpful and just learning to adjust. A lot of the time I used to have like such a set mindset on a schedule and maintaining like during this hour, I do this and this hour I do this. And if it doesn't get done, then like, then I'm just flustered and upset. And I've learned to really just kind of go with the flow. If you will, I'm trying, Cody will probably be laughing right now, but I'm trying. And I do think that when I can like just adjust and knock something out and like still hit my goals, that's the biggest thing is like adjust, but still continue on. Then that is helpful. And the way you do that sometimes is you just show up and shut up sometimes you just got to fucking do it. (laughs) And that's kind of why I'm here right now, except for I have to talk because, you know, this is a podcast. But I had to let go of all the things that are working against me today and just show up because in the end, and I've got to be putting out my episodes to hit the goals that I want to hit. And in the end, it makes me like, for instance, I feel happier when I'm making progress in my business. And So knocking something off my to-do list or knowing that I'm making movement is making me happy. So in the end, I show up and shut up. Some things that I've done to work on my mindset, because all of this is a mindset situation, is I've read some incredible books. You've heard me say these over and over again, but it's because I continue to listen, listen to them each year, if not probably twice a year. And if you've been here a minute, you're going to know what I'm going to say. What is it? Winning by Tim Grover. (laughs) Relentless by Tim Grover. And I also really and lo- I really love anything by Ed Milet as well. His podcast is incredible and it always lights a fire under my ass. I really like those books, especially Tim Grover. If you're someone like me, there's some really great books that are in my audio audible that are like a little more woo-woo hippie, which you know I love. I just talked about writing out my goals and what I'm grateful for and sitting in my mood and embodying the best version of myself. But when it comes to getting shit done, honestly, I kind of like having that like coach mentality where it's like, prove it to me, like go, like give me the hard shit and then yell at me if you need to, like lay it out for me. Like, yeah, it's not going to fucking work out unless you do something about it. And then at the end of the day, give me a high five because you know I fucking could, you know? Um, or keep pushing me to my limits. And that's why I really like Tim Grover is because he, he's a no bullshit kind of a guy, but also every time I listen to, I get really fired up and think of like the athlete's mindset and putting that into business is very interesting. So highly recommend his books and then podcasts as well. And you can find again, what like sparks something for you. I know a lot of people really enjoy the, like how to be a badass at making money And I love that book, but I tend to get a fire under my ass more with, like I said, Tim Grover. A common denominator that I found as I've gone through and read these books or learned from these incredible business owners, uh, actually, it was there's like a whole book about it itself. I believe it's called Proximity Principle. But you hear this over and over again from successful people about work on who you surround yourself with and take an audit of that. You're auditing yourself and now you're auditing your surroundings. And this makes a huge difference. I can tell you this from so much experience. I think too, a lot of times we get stagnant in who we surround ourselves with. And if you're finding that you have these big goals and ambition, but your friends are maybe like at the end of the day, you get together and just complaining and you guys just continue to be in this position of being behind or not achieving things or, you know, like not living your healthiest lifestyle, then it's definitely time to audit who you surround yourself with. I think there's a season a lot of times for certain friendships and 
it serves its purpose and then it's okay for that to be done. It's okay to outgrow things. As humans, we should be changing and evolving and becoming better. And if someone's not doing that with you, then that's okay. It's okay. (laughs) You can slowly start kind of, you know, cutting yourself away from that. And then also like you hear you are who you're like the five people you surround yourself with. So there's also nothing wrong with surrounding yourself with people that are higher achievers than you as well, which is also super inspiring. And again, like I've worked with other super high achievers and then there became a place where the thought process with them or being around them was no longer aligning with where my high achievements wanted to go. And then it was like, we learned a lot from each other and now you move on. I would definitely take an audit. Are you thinking right now of like five people you surround yourself with and pay attention to how you feel when you talk to them, when you're by them, when you leave them, how is this trickling into your life? It's a lot of times like it, it hasn't changed since school. Like if you were to take have you ever, like, if you have kids and you send them to school and they come back and you're like, where the, where did you learn that? Like, that is, you're, that's not my kid. It doesn't change in adulthood either. We just learn things in different ways. Um, and a lot of times it's subconscious. We'll go through and audit who you surround yourself with. Number three is probably an obvious one that you hear often. And this also came with, like, we worked on the mindset and this Mindset had to come first before I was really honestly able to take care of myself and decide to change things even more with myself, both mentally and physically, and making these changes even when it seemed easier to not. There would have been a time and there's still times where like it's easier to not move my body or to not eat the right foods or to drink a lot. You know what I mean? But in the end, it may seem harder to do it now, but in the long run, it's easier to do those few things in a day than to not, if that makes sense. So I try and look at the big picture when it comes to like, this is miserable (laughs) on the days where it feels that way and look at the big picture of things because sometimes it seems like it would be easier to just not do things, but in the long run, it'll pay off. Because all those times you don't add up. So the things that I did was obviously to decide to move my body. And I'll tell you right now, I think one of the best things I did as far as moving my body when I decided to make this change. And you can listen to my, there's a couple episodes about like how I lost my, um, lost 50 pounds and all of that. But one of the biggest changes I made was walking. People underestimate the power of walking and you see me post a lot about this on social media, but it is something that we can all do. We can either go outside, we have access to going outside, walking up and down our hallways, walking up our stairs, walking on the treadmill. If you're going to be sitting and listening to a podcast or you're going to be reading a book or you're going to sit, I know you're going to sit on social media and I know you're going to sit and scroll. If you can do that, You can also, if you want to sit on social media and scroll, then fucking move your legs while you do it and move your body. People underestimate the power of walking. And that was one of the first things I started to do. And that is one of the things that I think helped me see a lot of changes within my body, in my weight and my mindset was walking. And even still to this day, even just these last couple of weeks, I've gotten to where I've been walking more as I've worked. I kind of got back into that routine because I know when I took an audit of like, why are we not feeling maybe our best? Walking wasn't taking a priority. And just a few weeks of me getting back into that routine of walking and working or walking and scrolling on social media, walking and posting a image or, hey, I want to read my book, but I really haven't moved much today because I've been doing a lot on the computer. Then my ass gets on the treadmill and I walk and read a book. And it is wild the difference it makes in my body personally. So don't underestimate the power of walking people. And then also just finding a program that works for you. I know a lot of times people like, that's great. I want to do it, but where do I start? Find a program, find something that relates to you and your goals or maybe your background, whether you have a background in dancing or Um, you're an athlete, something like CrossFit, functional fitness would be great for you. Or maybe you're a runner, whatever it is that like sparks something in you or like you see somebody do something and you're like, that would be like, I want to be like that. 
then start doing that. Find something that really hits the nerve with you and makes you excited and find a program so that that way you just have to show up. Remember, we show up and shut up. And that's what we do with our workout sometimes. And then this leads into eating right. I would just keep this simple for the time being. And that would be just making sure you get in your vegetables. It's so easy just to kind of look at your day and be like, okay, I need to make sure I get vegetables at every meal, making sure you get protein and getting your um, fruits in as well. And like your, you know, like your grains, if you will. So I would just keep it that simple because you don't need to overthink it. And then watch your portions as well. There's plenty of people out there that can help you with your portions and how much you need to eat. I know if you go to, um, you can go to Mountain Tough or Mountain Ops and they can help you. They both, I think, have blog posts on figuring out like how much protein you need to eat. And those would be the things I think most people are not getting in a day is enough protein and enough vegetables. And I'll tell you what, you will see a big difference in that and also getting in your water. And then when you figure that out, if there's something that if, if you are like me and you enjoy like a glass of wine at night or you find yourself maybe drinking more than you would like, I know right now it's dried, dry January, but cutting back on alcohol for me was more than just like for weight loss. It was for, to help my anxiety and my depression and my sleep. So for me, I was using wine as kind of like a, at the end of the night, which it does. And it's calming, but I realized it was more of the essence of having a cup of something. So I slowly started to replace that with either like a hot tea or, you know, I love my sleepy cider from Mountain Ops or, um, also doing a tart cherry juice is really great. It has amazing benefits and these can all Again, you can find stuff, you know, that are herbal for the tea that helps calm you, the slumber gummies from Mountain Ops, the slumber cider, and it gives you the same essence and then also helps calm you. And I slowly started cutting back on this. (laughs) I wasn't one of those like cold turkey. It was slowly starting to cut back on this. Honestly, it was a little bit excessive for a while if like for me personally, but I was finding when I was having wine at night. I would have one glass and then maybe it would turn into two and then I would like need to absorb the alcohol. So then I would be making my ass nachos at like 1230 at night Um, and then having another glass. And then like it just it wasn't great for me personally. And then with wine, too, I'd find myself waking up in the middle of the night at like three or two o'clock. I think it's from like the sulfates and the sugar in the wine in America that this is a common problem. So then it's messing with my sleep cycle as well. And then the next day, my anxiety would be really high and I hadn't had enough sleep and I hadn't, my body hadn't been hydrated properly and fed properly. And it was just this like ongoing cycle of not feeling 100. And I would notice a big difference from the days that I wouldn't to the days that I would. And so this kind of started to become a thing where I cut back and we've talked about this several times, but that made a huge difference. And I just want you to know, like, if that's something that you find calming and enjoying, that's awesome. But if you're taking auto of your life and you're like, yeah, I do feel a little bit better, then that's cool too. There's other options and you can still have your glass of wine, but maybe we switch it out to something else where it's not every night, you know? (laughs) that worked for me. And then with all this, I talked about being consistent and also like a slow consistency. And I think a lot of times when we hear consistent, we like immediately think cold turkey, hardcore. And if I'm being completely honest, that's usually not the most sustainable, approachable uh, way to things because most people don't keep consistent with that. I slowly became consistent. It became like a couple times a week. Okay, now I can do that. Now it's like three times a week. Okay, I can do that. Now I can do four times a week. And then before I knew it, it's like I gained all these healthy habits and my consistency became more consistent, if you will. So it's finding a little bit of a pattern that works for you and just keep going. Like I've always said, I always tell everyone, just keep going. The time's going to pass anyways. There's been so many times throughout everything that you do in life where it's like, damn, I wonder like if I would have just kept going or done this, where I'd be now. 
and then you don't have to wonder it. Time's going to pass anyways, baby. It doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Just keep going. A huge part of my health and wellness and fitness routine involves Mountain Ops. However, this company is more than just a product-based business. They encompass community and make a change not only within each individual, but for society as well. With every order purchased, a nutritious meal is donated to a family in need. Right now, we are currently in the midst of our Conquer 90 challenge, where we are challenging ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. I have to say, just a few weeks in and I'm already noticing a huge change in all aspects. Some of our favorite products to help support not only Cody and me in the middle of this challenge, but also in our day-to-day lives and on the mountain are Slumber Gummies, Hydrate, Ignite, for all that energy, Immune, hello, we're in the middle of cold season, and you know we love our performance bars. They're in every nook and cranny of our house, our vehicles, our bags. (laughs) Their apparel is amazing as well. The hoodies are a must right now to shop our favorites and to help donate a meal to a family need, go to mountainops.com and use our code BRIT for 20% off. Go and get the products that are going to help you become the best version of yourself at mountainops.com. Use our code BRIT, that's B-R-I-T-T for 20% off. Number four is be calm and be present. Because you have gone through your day and you've done all these things, you've journaled, you've audited yourself, you know what you're grateful for, your goals, you've sent out your high vibes, you've embodied the best you, you've done the hard shit, you've shown up, you've worked on your mindset, you went through and you moved today, you ate right, you maybe are just having one drink at night or like just a cup of tea. Now you're able because you've done all these things throughout the day and like you can sit back and be like, yeah, like today was a good day or hmm, I could do this a little bit better. But because you've done all that, now you can be calm and be present. And these are goals that like I've wrote for myself over and over again and something that I continue to write in my high vibe box because I want to be calm and present. And It's so easy in the time we live in to not be, um, especially present. (laughs) And if like you're like, don't tell me to be calm. I hear you. There's nothing worse. I am the queen of anxiety and not being calm when someone tells me to calm my tits. Okay. It doesn't work. But kind of have, like I said, the mindset going in to maybe your weekend or your evening or where it is that you want to set hours for yourself on your phone. So a lot of times for me, and again, I'm not perfect. I'm not coming on here to say I'm perfect. Believe me, everyone would humble me really quickly if that was the case, but it's not. Um, To set hours for yourself with your phone, with your technology, with your computer, with, I don't know, your Xbox, whatever it is that like takes you out of the reality and you disassociate with, or maybe you're just too busy working with. So with this set hours, like it's okay to set hours and also set those boundaries both with work and at home too. Um, I have a calendar, like a reminder that goes off in my calendar that basically tells me like I got 10 minutes to wrap things up before I go and get the boys from school. And once that happens, like I want to be done with work, I want to be done with work, done with social media. And that's what works for me. So then I can feel like, okay, well, they're at school or well, Cody's at work. I'm at work. I'm doing what I need to do because I work from home. It's easy to get caught up in stuff and work on the weekend or work in the evening. Um, And that'll happen from time to time. That's okay. That's what happens when you're trying to hit those goals. But I try and... (laughs) be done when I can. And there's times, like I said, where sometimes that's not going to be the case. And I also set boundaries with like maybe someone that I'm talking to if I'm in the midst of trying to wrap something up for work and I just have to get it done during the timeframes where I normally would like to be present. Then I just let them know like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I know you're trying to talk to me, but I need 10, 15 minutes so I can wrap this up. So I can, I would really love to be able to sit and listen to you a little bit better uh, and I've found that that works really well with one, my kids understanding like why I'm not fully paying attention to them because I don't want them trying to have a conversation with me and like 
my face be in my phone or in my computer and not fully hearing everything that they're saying. And then two, like my mom guilt knowing like, it's okay. You've told them, they understand, they're learning. And there's a lot of great lessons to be learned in that, right? And when you're with your people, be with your people. So like I was saying, make it priority when you're visiting with your family or you're camping to not just be on your phone or be away or I can work on like maybe not being sucked into my Kindle. <laughs> See, auditing myself. Um, but when you're with your people, be with your people. And again, there's like a time and place, but be with your people because I think I learned through all this, like how, how we know this, like how precious life is. And I also thought I was really good at this. I mean, we all have room for improvement, but I was like thinking I was really good at this until Rivers was in the hospital. And then to be able to be like fully present for him and then fully present for Cooper and to like have just this incredible conversations with both of them or either one of them was it was at a level that I can't even explain. And I I want everyone to feel that like calmness and full presence that you get with your family or the ones you love. And with that, I encourage you also to, to like get outside yourself, meaning reach out to somebody. If you get those little whispers throughout the day or like just see someone and feel the need to like say hi to that. I think that's so important in part of being present and part of like living this human life is reaching out to people and getting outside of ourselves. Cause a lot of times getting outside of ourselves, you can also learn a lot about yourself and about life from other people. And I think a lot of times people miss out on the opportunities when they hear the whispers of like, call so-and-so or maybe send some someone a text and see how they're doing. You never know the reason for one, getting that feeling of reaching out and two, like it's good for the soul for both the receiving end and the person reaching out. I think reaching out to someone is very important and being calm and present. Five is learn to trust the process while taking aligned action. I know so many of these things that I've mentioned, you've heard a thousand times probably throughout the podcast itself, if you've listened for a while, but it's because these are all things that truly have made a huge impact in my life. And I've kind of figured out throughout the duration of doing reckoning. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, okay, like high performer, you know, but it's learning to trust the process and take the line action because here's the deal. Life is fucking hard. (laughs) It is so hard. And you are not the only one that has had curveballs thrown at them. You're not the only one who's fighting battles. We all are in our own day-to-day lives. We're all going through hard stuff and we have to learn. And this is like me talking to myself. We have to learn to breathe through it and trust the process. Something that made me even think of sharing this part of it is because when you like go through and journal or you're setting these goals, it's so easy to be focused in the here and now versus being grateful for the present and the future. And the here and now is very important. Obviously, I just said, be calm and be present. However, for instance, when I, this last year, 2023 was a wild ride. I had a moment of being extremely grateful for some hard shit that happened. In 2023, I had just, I had been journaling forever about how I wanted to have more time to be able to put into reckoning and have more time to focus on my kids and be more present with my kids. That was a very big goal of mine is just to be able to like knock reckoning out of the park, not be doing so much of my service stuff. I do a lot of content creation and Pinterest management. And at the time was doing a bunch of business management and it was taking a lot of my time, a lot. And I was grateful for it. I I was bringing in a great income, incredible income. But I kept asking for the time to focus on reckoning and focus on my kids. There came a a part of the time where these business management clients were 
changing their business models and we weren't going to continue on together. And there were some changes happening in another business where it just was dissolving. So we were going to part ways and I'm not going to lie, scared shitless because I had an incredible income that I got really used to having for a few years and that was changing. And, but I was getting this time, I was getting this time to focus on reckoning. So I was like, okay. And I'm not saying that like, it still hasn't rocked my world and all that. But I then was able to really switch into reckoning mode and feel so fucking fulfilled. So fulfilled. And then River's accident happens. And in the time frame of when my clients and I had ended our contract, I kept writing in my journal that I would look back and be so grateful for the change that had happened with these clients and the time I was given. And I would understand why, because again, anybody that loses like a big contract client knows this. And I kept writing this over and over and over again, thinking that maybe, I think when I was writing it, I was telling you how, when you write stuff, it ends up being different. I think at the time when I was writing it, I was thinking like there would be this big finance change that would be like, yeah, kind of like a fuck you. I can, you know, (laughs) I'm bringing it in, but I'm sitting in the hospital and it's in October and I realize how grateful I am because I'm able to be so present for Rivers and for Cooper when he shows up. And when I talk to him on the phone or when I talk to Cody, I'm able to be there and I'm not having to justify my son's accident to any of these clients. And in October, it used to be deadlines upon deadlines because we were then hitting, going into shopping season and getting ready for Black Friday sales and doing all these things. And half the time when we, when we would be driving to camps or to go hunting, I would be working on our way up the canyon on the computer, just trying to meet these deadlines And I looked back and I was so grateful to be able to be there for Rivers. And I kind of had that like sink back into myself being like, wow, I get it now. I get it now. So learn to trust the process while still taking aligned action. Doesn't mean I'm still not showing up, trying to like do all the things, make all the financial goals and be grateful along the way. It doesn't mean that you have to be stagnant. I'm not saying, you know, just meditate and put all your manifestations out there and sit back and wait. That's not how it fucking works. You have to keep going, um, and trust the process while showing up for yourself, your family, your business, and going through and doing the day-to-day. Hopefully this makes sense and this brought some value to you. (laughs) I know, like I said, you guys have probably heard this a couple times if you've listened to the podcast because I would say probably throughout maybe every episode, something within this bracket of stuff because I broke it down so much is mentioned, Um, but it is because it is something that I truly think makes a big difference for myself. And hopefully something along these lines will help you or you found some value in this or through telling me, you know, from being raw and sharing my story, it helped you through something. If there's something that you have shifted in your life, I would love for you to comment on our latest Instagram post at Brittany.long or at the reckoning podcast and let us know some changes or practices that you've done that have greatly impacted your life. I think it's always important to learn from one another. A lot of this stuff has been gathered from a whole bunch of different places. Like I said, different books, different podcasts, hearing different people that I know in person just talk about the way they show up in life or practices that help them find peace and calmness or success within their business. And I've kind of pieced it all together to find this little foundation that works for me personally. If there's something maybe I should be adding to that, let me know. You know, I love my walking meditation too. I really love to walk and meditate. That's really nice. (laughs) It's like having a little conversation with yourself like your highest self. I'm like, what up, Brittany? Like we, we look really hot, right? 
We're super successful. Got a good body. Yeah. Okay. 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 How do we get there? <laughs> How do we make all that coin, girlfriend? Um, yeah. Anyways, again, I appreciate your guys' support. I'm really looking forward to season four. It's going to be a good one. Coming up in the next couple weeks, you will hear our duck jerky recipe that you've seen on Instagram and on TikTok, I believe. And then also I'm going to come in with a gift guide. I think I'm going to talk Cody into coming in. (laughs) I might have pushed out and he's hearing this right now. Maybe he's calling me being like, okay, I'll come on. And then also I've got a couple guests that I would really like to come on. As you can tell from this episode, I'm... (sighs) I want to bring guests on. I'm so excited. I miss having conversations, but it is tricky right now with my schedule and where I may be needed throughout time as Rivers Hills. Like a common question that I've gotten asked is, how's he doing? He's doing amazing. I don't know if I covered that in the first part of this. Sorry, it's all over the place. He's doing incredible. His graphs are healing. He's in his compressions. Um, I know he'd be cool with me telling you all that. He's in his compressions. It is burn survivors, man. They are warriors. Fighters unlike anything I've ever seen before and I'm so fucking proud of him. Um and Coop and Cody and just like us as a family. I'm so proud, but yeah, it's it's a long process. There's a long healing journey. It takes about 12 to 18 months before they're healed and we kind of know where he stands with everything and nerves coming in within 6 months and you know, all of that. So yeah, so He's back to school for the most part, but I do get kind of here and there phone calls, just helping him out with wound care and um, maybe navigating sensations and feelings that he's having. So it's hard to bring on guests because I don't know (laughs) how my day is going to go, but I'm thinking I'm going to be able to navigate it somehow, just figuring out and just keep going. I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. It seriously helps more than you know. If you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at The Reckoning Podcast or me at Brittany.Long. We're excited to chat with you next week.